0: Hey guys and welcome back to another episode of the Pulse podcast where we ask Pulse raising questions about all things Christian related. My name is Raphael and I'm part of our God-given mission social media team and today I'm with MT Omini. Today we're asking the question how do we interact with the Old Testament? When we read stories about David and Goliath are we supposed to see ourselves in the place of David? Do we have a personal Goliath we have to defeat or is there a, a correct way that we are supposed to interact with the Um, Old Testament this is such a fascinating question I'm sure you may
1: or some people listening may remember the uh, kind of a a sermon by Matt Chandler that when he talks about you know you're not Goliath or whatever it is right really really interesting and what he was doing there and and I think it's a very helpful sermon actually because he talks a bit about how we should think about some of the stories in the Old Testament you know modern Christians and I say modern really to mean my age not my age I don't want to age myself um, just young millennial gen z christians um tend to do that thing of oh i love the new testament uh, and we don't really know what to do with the old testament it's like it's there but it's like the cousin you don't really speak to but they come to family gatherings and you're kind of like you're right and they're like yeah i'm fine you're like yeah good you know it's, it's it's we have an awkward relationship with it not least because there's stories in there that maybe for modern sensibilities are scary but also because it, it, if it's about jesus we kind of go well why do i need to know about judges and prophets like, it's a bit useless you know and and that's where i really would encourage people to to do some research right and to consider all the exciting things that god was trying to do with the old testament that we miss out on when we read it as an old school book that's not interesting the truth of the matter is the bible was written by one author which is the holy spirit and so there's this unified story he is telling and he's using human history to tell the story. Yeah. So in the Old Testament, it's the first longer part of the Christian Bible. Um, you know, some Hebrew, sorry, some Jews and, and equally some uh, Muslims also trace back some history to the Old Testament for the most part, but for the most part, um, uh, it's us that kind of treat it as almost codependent uh, with the New Testament, right? I started the campaign years ago that failed. Um, which is to get people to start saying first and second testament rather than old and new because he wants to read the old yeah. Do you know what i mean you want to read the new new season new song new book you go oh, you know if i, I here's his like old season you don't go can't wait to get into it so i think the the people branded maybe missed the trick with that they should have said first testament second testament so you think oh god i gotta read both but anyways what god's doing and i don't know how much how much time we have because i there's a whole you no know, we can really unpack this but in short You know, what God's doing really with the Old Testament is infusing himself into human history to show our total and utter need for him. He shows us just how we fail and fail and fail when we seek to put something else in his place, when we seek to worship something else, when we seek to cherish something else, when we seek to love something else. That's what he shows us. So we see the failures of kings so, the failures of prophets, we see the failures of, of priests. And in every single situation, God is showing us through the Old Testament that we need a better king, we need a better prophet, we need a better priest. And that comes in the preparation in the New Testament when we meet Jesus. So, the Old Testament is where we really learn about. How dark humans, uh, the human mind can get, how easily corruptible it is to power. What happens when, you know, when people get what they wanted and then, you know, very quickly they they start complaining. again. It really shows us human nature. The the Old Testament is like a mirror being held up to your face. This is who you are, mate right so when you read it of course you can you know take a look at certain scriptures and 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 so take a, a certain characters or, or people and see to kind of emulate something so sometimes i remember being young would always be like be like daniel like daniel was there and be like daniel that, that i don't that's not that's not a a, a heresy to say yeah. but 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 i don't want to be all like daniel <laughs> because that, because you know for a number of different reasons but equally like david the man after God's heart, as we say. People like, be like David. Yeah, there are certain p- parts of David's life that are worth emulating, right? You know, this was a man who wrote a lot of the Psalms, someone who was deeply reflective and had a, a wonderful relationship with God of openness, transparency, but he also had someone killed. So so I don't think I want to emulate that part, right? So so there are character lessons to learn, but the truth is, in the Old Testament, there are lots of minor roads. And these minor roads all connect and connect into it. Do you drive? I don't think you drive. I hope that wasn't triggering for you.
0: No, no, no.
1: There are lots of minor roads, and these minor roads all connect, but the minor roads are only interesting in, 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 in as much as they connect you to the major road. So all these minor roads have, have interesting stories, interesting revelations, interesting proverbs, interesting psalms, but ultimately they all lead into the major road. And what's the major road? Jesus arrives in the scene, a, the biggest glaring obvious sign of god's love and god's patience and god's justice and god's forbearance that we can never know that's the whole point of it uh, the bible uh, paul court says that, that it's the power of god and salvation that you know you know this this bridging of the gap between man and god that's what jesus came to do and so ultimately that's the major road is what God is doing, how he's restoring us to himself through Jesus. The minor roads are these stories of human failures and human accomplishment that that God uses to kind of tell a bigger story. And so that's how I would see the First Testament. When you see it that way, I find it's more exciting. You Kind of like, oh, I wonder what happened with Esther. I wonder, like, you're you're just, it's just fascinating to see how, and and here's one thing I, I also do. Sometimes I read stories and I just think, okay, if David lived like in the Second Testament, how these life have been different? And that, that just makes my Bible reading so much more fun. I'll do that and be like, but if imagine if Jesus was alive. Blah, blah. I'm just I'm working out how the and, and so it's so fun and so interesting that um, simply going, you know, I'm David and like Goliath is my problems. I need to kill my problems. It's such a, I don't want to be rude, but a, a quite shallow, simple way to look at what are meant to be rich scriptures that show you about human depravity and the capacity and space in all our lives
0: for God to come and move in a mighty way. Can I ask you a question, Mac? No. Questions at all. I'm going to ask either way. Um, what is your favourite Old Testament story and why? Old Testament story? Yeah. Um, <laughs> gosh,
1: my favourite. Oh, okay, at least one of your favourites. My favourite psalm is Psalm 75. Uh, 75 or 73? 75. Is 75? A psalm of Asaph. That's my favourite psalm. I think 70. I always get confused between 73 and 25, 75. But that's my favourite psalm. Um, I love Psalm ninety-one. Ah, that's a good one. Uh, and Psalms twenty-three, of course. I wasn't. I actually tweeted uh Psalm ninety-one randomly, and like five people uh liked it. And I thought, thanks guys, because because what I've been doing recently, I've been. <laughs> this is not part of the pulse, right? Um, I've been um uh. I was struggling to sleep two days ago, so I typed in Psalm ninety-one, I'm uh, reading it. So I started playing on my iPad, and I discovered there's a whole world of people just reading scripture, with like rain behind it. I had no clue. <laughs> so like, I, I ended up listening to one. But here's what's here's what's foolish about it. So I played one that was like five hours of Psalms. I was like, all right. I couldn't sleep. I kept on listening. I was like, this is so lovely. But it, so it wasn't helping me sleep anymore. It was become it became something else. But yeah. Uh, so that's not even a story. These are just Psalms. Um, my favorite story. I, um, I guess. Um, Gosh, uh, I'll just pick one because of time. I really like. Uh, it's much easier if you if you give me someone in the Bible and tell me in their life what story. Samson. Uh, come on. I liked. I liked. Uh, I liked the end. <laughs> I like him uh, going out with a bang. It's a very. It's
0: a very different
1: ending. It's a very. But, but, you know, with Samson, there's lots and lots of similarities between him and, and again, human nature. You know, sometimes we are the, the, the very, sometimes we, we endure toxic relationships when we know that they're destroying us, even as we engage with them, because we all have a self-destructive tendency. It's the same thing that happened to Jonah, right? When, rather than speak to God, Jonah chose suicide and, and chucked himself off a, off a boat, rather than deal with God. Bear in mind, Jonah was a prophet. So as a prophet, God speaks to him, is I don't wanna to talk to you. He's like, but you're a prophet. You know, this is so all and, and so he he presses his suicide, uh, uh, his, his spiritual detonation button. And that's the same thing with Samson. He's literally lying with the very person that would be undoing. I think he was aware. I mean, there was definitely several clues, but yeah, it's like, I enjoy the toxicity more than the danger I know. And how many times have we made decisions where you know this text to this person should not be sent, or this message should not be sent, or I should not be meeting this person, but you, we still do it, even though we know it's not good for us. You know, so so much depth there, but it just shows you, this is, it's like a mirror. I read Samson's story, and people are like, oh, you're so dumb, why didn't you know? I remember teaching a youth church once, and they are like, like, this girl's gonna finish him, like, you should know this. And I said, this is human history, folks. <laughs> Many men (laughs) have lost their minds when it comes to a lovely lady with long hair, right? So, you know, so, so uh, yeah, that's that.
0: I love that because even it goes back to what you were saying before, when you look at the end of Samson's story, how does it end? It ends with him saying, do you know what? I messed up and God, the only way I can get out of this situation or the only way this situation ends perfectly is with you involved. So please take control god strengthens them yeah absolutely yeah. so no that's beautiful um well thank you for that and thank you guys for listening and watching we hope you enjoy that um please continue to like comment subscribe share all of that and we hope to see you again on another episode of the post